So, John, is there a moment where you've ever had to pretend to be gay? Sorry, pretend to be straight. (laughs) (laughs) Pretend to be gay for, what, the past 20 years? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, not counting the first 17 years of my life, obviously. Okay. Um, Gave him birth, then? What? Gave him birth. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I mean... I don't want to get into the whole nature versus nurture thing, but as far as I'm aware, you know, uh, I can't remember a moment of turning, you know. Um, (laughs) uh, But yes, so uh, there was one occasion I remember in my early 20s when I went hitchhiking with a lesbian. Okay. Um, Actually, there was a bunch of us went hitchhiking, including your brother, who's often a side character in these stories of mine. Mm -hmm. There were two couples who have like, heterosexual man, heterosexual woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the, there was me and a lesbian. Okay. And we were the couple who were paired up to hitchhike to this event. And uh, we it took us a lot longer to get picked up than the other two couples. The other two couples got picked up right away. They looked like the kind of people who should hitchhike, you know. Mm-hmm. They were hippies. Mm-hmm. We just looked like a bunch of queers sat on the side of a, <laughs> sat on the side of a road. The cars, like, sped up. Yeah. Um, eventually, we did get picked up in a van. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, in, in my head, I'm just picturing autobiography titles for you. Yeah. <laughs> what, queers on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, eventually we did get picked up by some... Picking up queers in a van. Yeah, yeah, they did, it was a van. And the the lesbian in question, who I won't name, but you know mm. her, got put in the back of the van and I had to sit up front. Right. And I believe she got the worst of it because she was in the back with a, in like pitch darkness with a bunch of random men and some dogs. And I was up in the... <laughs> <laughs> and I was up in the front with the driver, and they were all very, um, very Newcastle. Okay. If you know the city of Newcastle in England, they were in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were very straight. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they twigged to who they'd picked up particularly. Uh, and so. Straight men do have the worst gay down in the they world. They often do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and as we're driving, um, as I could hear, like, the dogs barking in the back. He's like, so the, guy, <laughs> the guy says, so is that your bird then? And yeah. uh, I went, yes, yes. It's... And I, uh, yeah, I've never grab, been... Grab your crotch. I've never been butcher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, very good. And it you, was self-preservation. And, and, and you made it then? We got, the, well, we got halfway and then we gave up and came home again. But yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't killed, so, you know, I'm chalking up as a win, yeah. Sure, yeah, okay, well, clearly you can pass this straight. Mm. Well done. Thank you. I mean, I don't consider that an achievement, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's hard for some of us. <laughs> True. Some films are fine, just the way they are. Other films sometimes take it way too far. But really, how, how that could it get? Let's go beyond. Beyond the bug set. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels and spin-offs to In and Out. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from my listeners with the submissions they've posted on Facebook and Twitter. But first we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from this film and give a bit, bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host of the most things that this film claims make you gay. <laughs> yes. And joining me as always, the potentially straightest man of the podcast, it's John Lucas. Yep, I am the straight man of this podcast, now and forever. <laughs> All right, then. So this film, come on. Uh, This film, yeah. I actually chose this film, believe it or not, as a favour to you. (laughs) (laughs) Bear with me. No, because I knew you were starting a new job this week. Oh, right. And that you probably wouldn't have a lot of, like, 
emotion, uh, not emotional, would have a lot of like mental brain space to like go into something that was going to be like really long or really challenging mm-hmm. or you know maybe you wouldn't enjoy very much. So I just thought, well, what is the easiest film to watch in the whole world that we've not done yet? Yeah. And I thought, well, this is one that's been on my list for a while. It's like okay. such a you know undemanding film. Mm. You know, it it couldn't be more mainstream and you know fluffy yeah. and easy to watch. It's yeah. Very short. So I thought, yeah, this will be a fun, easy film for us to talk about. Yeah. That being said, um, I know you watched it yesterday, <laughs> and I did receive some worryingly grumpy text messages towards the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm interested yet concerned to find out how you took to it. This film starts off really, like, I'd say overly twee. Uh, yes, yes. We just the music is just really like, hey, it's a light-hearted comedy. It's so but it's yeah. so in your face about it. Oh, 100 percent. But that's. And like, deliberate. I, I, yeah, right? I, I I get that it's deliberate, but it takes a little, it takes a little bit to get there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, and, I don't know. We like Glenn fucking close. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I didn't know she was in this. Oh. It was only a cameo. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. forgotten too. I did laugh when I watched it. I was like, oh god, I've done it again. Like, because she is in it for like literally one scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But on the whole, it was good. I oh, it. I'm glad. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, this film, it is. Very of its time. Yes. It's very 90s. It's quite dated. I think you couldn't make this film today in the same way. Like, there's a lot that is... You know, does it lean very heavily on very broad stereotypes? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> this is a, That's what it's about. Hugely stereotypical film. Yeah. And, you know, it's two straight men playing gay. It is... You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of things you could criticise, but I would describe this film as delightful. <laughs> like just it's just it wins just on charm I think like mm-hmm. it means no harm you mm-hmm. know it, it is dated and there's certain things that you could question but it, it's got its heart in the right place yeah the acting is universally really likable like it's, it's a fantastic cast then mm. most of all the jokes just they land like it's just mm. funny like the jokes are yeah. just you know they hit the jokes the are intentional jokes they're really good they are the intentional jokes work and I, so I just think this film is just a, a very charming film even though there is a lot of stuff about it that is is very dated, it's very broad, but ultimately, I just really like it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, you know, I, I can't bring myself to be offended by this film. It's just too funny and sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it too, because I was worried <laughs> when I got those initial, <laughs> those initial checks where you're like, my God, this is shit. But, <laughs> but you're right, it does, it, l- it lulls you into this sense of what it's trying, because it's, it's really laying on, Thick, this whole idea of it being this perfect town and you're right mm. the soundtrack is so or the score I should say it's like from that very 90s place of just like it's a small town so everything's woodwind like, mm. yeah yeah, <laughs> and chintzy and, yeah. and the film doesn't really get going it doesn't tell you what it is mm. for ages it kind of yeah. jumps around all over the place like it's got this guy who's a teacher and you see him a bit in class mm-hmm. and you see him a bit at home and you see just like little bits and there's not really any story here. It's just kind of set up on like, here is this person. Yes. Let's just have a look at this person for a bit and see what he's doing in his normal life. You're like, okay, why do I care? I yeah. don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is really boring. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the Oscars. I'm like, okay. So now it's the Oscars. Yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg's there. And like this, what I'm going to call knockoff Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely that's what it's going for. Like this Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, like 90s. Yeah. Yeah. This is Matt Dillon who plays the Cameron Drake, the movie star. Yeah. yeah. And then it just cuts to the film that he's been nominated for for about 10 minutes. Oh, I loved like, the Yeah. I, I love I mean, the Oscar it, scene. It, it, it was hilarious, but like it really went on. It felt like they showed the entire movie yeah. in, in the Oscars. Yeah. And like I was, I was joking, saying like, well, 
Is this what the Oscars was like in the 90s? They just showed you all the films they were nominating? Yeah, the year Titanic was nominated, it was like a nine-hour ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so at this point, I'm like, this film is all over the place. Mm -hmm. This is is nonsense. This is not good. How (laughs) did they get these cameos? They did really well to get these cameos. It is packed with stars, yeah. Yeah, and like it only really comes together when the Oscars bit finishes and, you, mm. and, and the guy says, he's gay. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, that's what it's about. Okay. <laughs> See, I was really I'm glad that you... hour in at this point. Yeah, but I love... a 90-minute film. I like that it takes its time. Like, it builds up. It creates the character. Like... Sure. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't know what it was about as well, because I think that definitely helps that moment mm. to land, like mm-hmm. that joke. Did you know that... So that's the plot for the... I mean, I'll do a plot summary now, but like yeah. the essential boilerplate this film is a teacher in a small town in America one of his former students becomes a Hollywood film star stars mm-hmm. in a film about being gay mm-hmm. <laughs> ridiculous film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wins his Oscar goes up on stage and dedicates it to his gay teacher and mm-hmm. inadvertently outs this teacher yeah. who is about to get married Yeah, and the funny thing is this is inspired sort of by a true story okay I mean, the real story wasn't that bad but um this, it, it was actually tom hanks uh won his first oscar for the film philadelphia in which he played mm. a gay man mm-hmm. um and he went up and he dedicated it to his to two gay teachers from his school from his college days mm. um and those teachers i think were out and it was fine it wasn't like he'd actually outed right, right. them but that was what inspired them to think well what if he just randomly altered these guys so. yeah <laughs> yeah so that's where it comes from mm. but yeah and I think they find some very funny material out of that, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. It's good. Oh, good. Yeah, I really liked the ridiculous film that that guy was starring in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To serve and protect. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah they do. They, they truly show the entire movie in, mm. in, in, in the, like, you know, you do the Oscar clips and it's like, yeah, it, it's very much a parody of these, like, Oscar Beatty 90s dramas mm. where it's, uh, <laughs> where the court the courtroom scene where he's, oh, he's yeah. like, all the evidence of why he must be gay. Like an autographed photo from San Francisco, a letter from another soldier, a copy of Beecher starring Bette Midler. <laughs> Give that back. <laughs> yeah, I loved all that. I love. I mean, we both love a Hollywood, a film about films and a Hollywood film. Yeah. And this film, the first part of this film, is great at just like skewering Hollywood. I mean. I also love, I know, Glenn Close, whatever, but <laughs> her bit was really funny when she was reading out the nominees for mm. Best Actor. And oh, and all the film titles that came up. Yeah, with. it's like uh, Paul Newman for Coot, yeah. Clint Eastwood for Codger, Steven Seagal for Snowball in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> you got Michael Douglas in there. Oh, Michael it. Douglas for Primary Urges, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. This is Cameron's first nomination, and he's an extremely good company. Tonight, he joins fellow Best Actor nominees, Paul Newman for Coot. Clint Eastwood for Codger. Michael Douglas for Primary Urges. And Steven Seagal for Snowball in Hell. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad, I'm glad. It was good. The Oscar scene was good, and it went on from there. It did still manage to drag even after that. It has its even, ups and downs. Even, even though it's a 90-minute movie, it yeah. still manage, It finds time to drag. I wouldn't say it, like, drag, drag, drags, but I would say, like, maybe the end, it doesn't quite know. I think it pieces out a little bit at the end. Mm. I don't think the ending is the most satisfying. But I love I, all the I, stuff in the middle. I liked it for, uh, for it not 
making him coming out at his wedding mm. being the final of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. obviously we all saw that coming. Yes. So like, sure. that's the moment when he's going to come out to everybody. It's going to be like at the altar. Mm. But as much as I liked that, they didn't have anything to do afterwards. No, that yeah, that's it. I think the last, last bit, it's like, oh, he's come out. Oh, we've still got 20 minutes of runtime. How do yeah. we give this like a satisfying ending? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that completely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the stuff in the middle, like, I just think there's so much fantastic stuff. And it really is down to the actors, I think. Like, you've got Kevin Klein, who's mm. just absolutely brilliant. Joan Cusack. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie Reynolds. Oh, yeah. I love Debbie Reynolds so much in this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that happens at the Oscars. Yeah, Joan Cusack was nominated for an Oscar. She this. was, and I think deservedly so. Yeah, she's not got the biggest part. She doesn't now. She just cries in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think it's I think it's like a recognition that she kind of steals the second half of the movie a little bit. With, you know, she's got some very. I mean, she kind of does, but also like she does disappear after a while. She does. She absolutely does. But it's a best supporting. But you know, that's. I would say Kevin Klein also should have been nominated. Oh yeah, definitely. He is so funny in this and mm. so charming in this. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I can see. I can see why Joan Cusack also well did get nominated. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she, Joan Cusack plays his fiancée, Emily, mm. and they've been engaged for three years, and they're about to get married. They're getting married, I guess, the week after the Oscars? Something like that, yeah. The time frame was a bit, because the Oscars is on a Sunday, right? Yeah. And there's definitely a few days passing between. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're due to get married, and... Well, they weren't going to get married until What's-His-Face had won. Well, that was a joke, but yeah. Yeah. That's the joke he makes, is, um, the, the, what, what do they call those things? Like, the I rehearsal dinner? Oh. No, not the bachelor. The bachelor parties later. We'll talk about the bachelor party. <laughs> no, the rehearsal dinner at the beginning when he's like, "What?" You, people ask me why it took me three years to marry Emily. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been get engaged for three years, uh, but it it turns out the same weekend, their former student Cameron Drake, who's mm-hmm. now become a Hollywood star, has been nominated for an Oscar. Which, as we discussed, he goes on, he wins. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. So then the Oscars, he outs Kevin Klein inadvertently, mm-hmm. and Kevin Klein sat there with his wife to be mm-hmm. watching this, um, and obviously there's that moment of silent horror when they're, mm-hmm. they're both realising what's been said and then <laughs> you see Kevin Klein's wrist go like limp and then he like panics and flings the remote yeah. out the window which I don't know <laughs> <laughs> at this point I was thinking like he really is doing a, a Robin Williams on this oh yeah I think Kevin Klein's is like a slightly less manic Robin I think generally have you seen him in much else no, no. He's very funny. He definitely is like that kind of actor. He's but also like, got a bit of a um, a Tim Allen vibe from him too. Yeah, absolutely. He's probably some. He lands somewhere in between. He's, yeah. he's not as like over the top as Robin Williams is, but mm-hmm. he's certainly like very physical in like the way he does comedy. And he's mostly a comic actor. So yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, I, I think he's great. Mm. No, he's really good in this. Mm. But yeah, his mom and dad like immediately come over from like mm. it seems like they're they're over in fifteen seconds flat, because like, <laughs> mm-hmm. she's having her own fabulous Oscar party. The mom, who's played by Debbie Reynolds, yeah, which looked like the most fun party. Like, she's is what I've always dreamed an Oscar party would be. Like everyone's. I mean, like, it popcorn. looks like she's got everybody to watch the moon landing together. Yeah, it's like the whole neighborhood's there, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> I hope that lovely Sally Field wins. She's not nominated. Well, even so. <laughs> I'm going to work really hard not to just quote this entire movie, by the way, in this episode, because I do, yeah. do, it is very quotable. Yeah. Yeah, the mum and dad come over straight away, and they're like, you know... We- I loved it when uh, when he won the Oscar, and mm. then that party just goes wild, and he's jumping up and yeah. screaming and stuff. When I was watching that, at that moment, Louise turned to me, and it's like, that's not how this goes. And I was like, that's exactly what we did when Olivia Colman was Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oscar parties. Maybe great. a little more so. Yeah, that's exactly what I want an Oscar party to be. Yeah, so. Like, I want you to have Olivia Coleman, like, drank at our pub, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The level of, you know. Yeah. And then was like, Harry's gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yes, so the mum and dad come over and they, you know, the mum reassures Howard, the, the Kevin Klein character, that, you know, whether, whatever happens, he's gay, he can be gay, he can be straight, he could rob a bank, she'll still love him mm. as long as he gets married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she needs that wedding. <laughs> it's like heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I need some beauty, some flowers and some place cards before I die. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of tells them and his fiance that he's not gay and it's a big misunderstanding and he kind of plays it all off and he's obviously very disturbed by all of this mm-hmm. and they all just take him at face value and they leave and the girlfriend leaves and he's kind of left on his own and then he goes into school the next day mm-hmm. and unsurprisingly the media has descended on the school mm-hmm. like the, the it's become a huge like sensation there's press yeah. everywhere he goes in the press are just shouting out all these ridiculous yeah <laughs> do you know ellen Gays in the military. Should gays handle fresh produce? Like, Lesbians on the moon. Lesbians on the moon. Yeah, it just gets progressively more absurd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he goes, I like that like, from this point on, they start picturing him as this gay man doing all these gay things. Yeah. And he, he there's, there's one point where he, um, just before he gets on his bike, he leans down and he tucks his trouser into his sock very daintily. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I do that every day. Harry, <laughs> there were a lot of things I saw about you in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's the things I'm not surprised about, you yeah. know, love of the Oscars and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But like, cycling? <laughs> In the 90s, cycling was very gay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's come out, cycling's come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you remember when we watched Heathers? Yeah. The 80s, and, and it was like, bottled water, here's a fag. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. times have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I loved all that though. Uh, yeah, so he goes to school and the media's all over there and his it's quite sad all his, his kids are like quite worried like, or especially the boys they're all really wary and uncomfortable around him now they don't want to get undressed mm. around him and you know yeah. it's quite sad and also he gets kind of threatened by the principal that like well you are getting married right because mm-hmm. if not we'll have to fire you because mm-hmm. you could literally be fired for being gay back then it was very mm-hmm. much a thing yeah. especially in schools you know if you weren't allowed to be around kids and stuff mm-hmm. so that's all happening but there's one reporter played by Tom Selleck mm-hmm. Tom Selleck Minus moustache. A rare non-moustache Tom <laughs> yeah, Selleck thing. Yeah. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It is strange. Mm. Yeah, it definitely doesn't work for him as well. Mm, no. I'm pretty sure he has it off for a, a couple of episodes in Friends. I think because he was shooting this very film. Oh, right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Same time frame, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Early Friends, this yep. film. Midnight's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So Tom Selleck, I almost said Tom Hanks. Tom Selleck, he plays a kind of a classic hacky US like reporter mm-hmm. and all the other press they, they you know it's the day after the Oscars they come they get their pictures and then they leave and he's mm-hmm. like you know what no Howard I'm staying for the week I'm doing a whole story on this yeah and Howard's you know devastated he's like no you can't do this I'm getting married at the end of the week he's mm-hmm. like well even better mm-hmm. um, so he vows to follow him at this point well a little bit later on when when Tom Salat comes out to him and says I'm gay mm. I didn't think that he was mm. well I think Tom Salat is not very believable as a gay man. Okay, I'll say that. Right. Sure. I but mean, he, but but yeah, like when he when he said that, I was like, "This is all a play." Oh, you thought like, it was a like, ploy? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't I don't believe him as a gay man for you know for whatever reason. Maybe sure. maybe it's acting. Mm-hmm. But like, is he just having a on so that he can get a really good story? Yeah, I, I, that never occurred to me. I don't think. But you're right. That could have been a yeah. No, I mean, both Kevin Klein and Tom Selleck are straight in real life. I yeah. mean, as far as they. 
you know, present themselves to the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there is something to, you know, there is something to be said like not being stereotypical. We're like, okay, yeah, sure, someone who talks like Tom Selleck and walks like Tom Selleck could mm-hmm. be could be gay. That's absolutely fine. Mm. But yeah, I, I didn't buy it. No. <laughs> just it's just you just don't. He just I don't know. There's a there's a bit where he's talking about when he came out and he said, I just got really tired of like lowering my voice an octave, and I was like, you sound like one step removed from Barry White's. Like, how are you not? That's part of the reason why I thought that he was just pretending to be Because he clearly because, wasn't, yeah. Because, like, all the things he was saying, they're like, these are all complete stereotypes, even yes. more so than all these other things you see in this film. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, but I think this was before the moment when uh, Kevin McLean starts dancing to I Will Survive. And well, that, yeah. That whole sequence. Yeah, I mean, this film is, like I said, this film is filled with stereotypes. There's no question yeah. about it. But, yeah. You know, it gets away with it, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Tom Stillick's kind of following all, all week for the story, uh, but... Kevin Klein still determines to get married at the end of the week and he just tries to carry on as much as, as normal as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his bachelor party, which is possibly my favourite scene. It's, <laughs> it's that or the wedding. The bachelor party or the wedding, it depends. They both make me laugh, like howl with laughter for certain mm. bits, but the bachelor party is great. Is it just the bits where people say, fuck Barbara Streisand? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert, that's a big drinking game for me, but like the, sh- <laughs> the shade this movie throws at Barbara Streisand is yeah. so hysterical. Mm. Like... <laughs> But no, this scene is... She was too old for Yentl. She was too old for Yentl. I knew you'd appreciate the Yentl jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. He does his bachelor party and he seems to be... And I think this was a bit of a giveaway for his character. Mm. He seems to have been thinking that what he wanted for his bachelor party was for all the straight men to sit around and watch porn together. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've not been to many straight... Ba- is that... Is that what bachelor party, stag party... Is that what they do? Uh... I mean, the I think I've only been to one, uh, what one straight stag do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't all watching porn together, mm. but there was a lot of sports, and there there was some nudity. And I don't think any of it was from me. Okay, <laughs> but I can't confirm because sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, who can remember? I, I but don't. no, I mean, just this, he 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 thought they'd literally like sit down and watch like adult videos together, and I was yeah. like, well. That's not. Is that how you think street? Like, let's all just sit and nurse our raging erections together. Like, doesn't seem like the most. Not like the gayest thing. I've Exa- heard. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, that, that was really like funny to me. But it turns out let's they've... all get our dicks out. Yeah, exactly. But they've got a different plan. They have uh, all of his like straight friends in the neighbourhood mm. and his brother and whatever. They have uh, planned a Barbra Streisand night of watching. Mm-hmm. They were going to watch. They're going to watch Funny Girl. Yeah, a classic Barbra Streisand movie. Uh, and I just liked the detail. Which, I've got to say, like, all I'd want from my bachelor party would be for the people who know me mm-hmm. and know the things that I like to just do the things I like Yes, with. exactly. And, like, that's exactly what's happening here. Straight or gay, mm. he likes Barbara Streisand. Mm. And so now suddenly he's not allowed to have Barbara Streisand for his bachelor party? Yeah, because he's feeling very defensive. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but I love that. Like, the, the little... <laughs> this, the, this the whole scene was so sweet because like, well, they say, yeah, you did that whole festival. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it painted this lovely picture of how he's, like, had this whole Barbra Streisand film festival and all of his, like, straight mates have really just got on board with it. And they're, yeah, like, they're really supportive They've of got, it, like, they? not just supportive, they've got, like, real opinions. Like, oh, no, she looks bad in A Star Is Born. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's um, yeah, he's like, no, 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 guy, this is not what I want for a bachelor party. I want to watch porn, straight porn with mm. women, topless women. Yeah. And his barber is like, uh, yeah, one of the one of the bachelor party attendees is like, yeah, bet Yentl sucks. Mm. And he's like, what did you say? <laughs> Yentl, it sucks. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. She was too old for Yentl. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I love it. It was so funny. And he just goes straight for his toupee. And then, yeah, immediately <laughs> they just have this big wrestling match. So I guess he was happy that they, they both won. Well, I guess. <laughs> he, got what, yeah. he got what he wanted. <laughs> I mean, his fight was like, I'm going to rip your toupee off and yeah, sure. throw it in your face. It's not very, very... It's, not, it's not really the straightest fighting, is it? No, 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 no. But I just love that that's how it ended with them all just wrestling. <laughs> A star is born. Oh, sure. A star is born. She looks bad guys, guys, I'm sorry. I am I am truly offended. I thought I thought I knew you guys. I thought you were studs. I guess I thought wrong. I'm out of here. Hey, uh, maybe he's right. Yennel sucks. What did you say? Yennel, it sucks. It's boring. Say that again. She was too old for Yentl. So he has this disastrous bachelor party and uh, he's still feeling very insecure. He goes to visit a priest mm-hmm. uh, who is the same priest from uh, Sister Act. Did you notice? Uh, yeah, I, I've not seen Sister Act for quite a while. Uh-huh. Sure, same priest. Yeah, he goes to a priest and he confesses and this is where we learn that not only has he been engaged to Emily for three years, mm-hmm. they've never slept together. They've never had a physical relationship. Yeah. And the priest's like, well, he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's gay. <laughs> and then even the priest is like, well... I love, I love the meaning of that. That basically means that like... Okay, so even though in Christianity, if you go into the mm. church and commit and uh, confess into your sins, mm. you're not supposed to um, sleep with your fiance no, until, you're, until, until you're married. But clearly, that means literally everybody is, because if they're yeah. not, then a priest thinks you're gay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was really funny. Even the priest is like, just go find out, go have sex with her for God's yeah. sake. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he runs over to Emily's house and he kind of tries to, you know seduce her he like flings her against the, the bed and the music I mean it's it, it, it seduce it's like it, it's on the way to rape though it's a little bit forceful <laughs> yeah I don't know if, I don't know if any woman's like sexual fantasy is for a man to run into the house frantically throw her against the bed rip off his jacket and scream who's gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's red flags all over the place in this film like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he starts to, he starts trying to do that, but then he is distracted by the flamboyantly gay uh, workout video that she's been working out to, mm. and that freaks him out, and he runs away again. Yeah. <laughs> but she tells him that it's fine, she doesn't believe any of the gossip, she trusts him. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got her own side, this is Joan Cusack, mm. uh, who I guess you most know because she's Jessie from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's done her thing, she's great. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, but she's had her own story where she's like lost a huge amount of weight apparently mm. in, for, for the wedding, and he's the first man who's ever loved her, and mm. so she's you know very invested in this wedding. And there's yeah. lots of like, and just that just adds more pressure to him because she's kind of quite needy, and so mm. she's like, I got to start eating again. I'm very fragile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they don't succeed in having sex, but she tells him that she she trusts him, and she he needs to stop worrying, and mm. like, she's not listening to all the gossip. So that yeah. kind of reassures him a bit. So, but then the day before the wedding, he runs into Tom Selleck again mm-hmm. on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and that's when Tom Selleck comes out and says, "Well, Howard, I'm gay. I'm gay." So you know, I came out and it was fine. You know, and it was. He kind of says, "You know, people were upset for five minutes, but then people surprise you. They'll actually get over it. And it'll yeah, be, it'll be a lot, a lot happier on the other side of it." But, but Howard's not listening. He he can't really 
accept it. So Tom Selleck's like, you know what you need? And he just kisses him. Yeah. He just gives him a full-on long snog. Yeah. I love, I love his reaction to it. I mean, Kevin Klein is a great physical comedian. Mm-hmm. The legwork he does in this yeah. scene, it's so good. His legs were all over the place. Yeah. It's great. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. But so then they're kissing on the side of the road, but then the mum drives up with the wedding cake, because of mm-hmm. course she does, mm-hmm. yeah, and then invite, invites Tom Selleck to the wedding, which is at the following day at 9am. Yeah. Mum, that's not how people get invited to weddings. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it's not like, the oh, guest we're, oh, we're having a get-together. You should come along. You should come along. Surely I'm... the guest list is well established at this point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also loved that the wedding was at 9 o'clock on a Sunday. It's very early. Yeah, nine o'clock's not okay. No. Like, no, screw that. Yeah. I mean, you feel very personal with this right now, but like for a wedding as well, like, mm. what time was during Cusack have had to get up to just start getting ready for this wedding? Like five? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but in a last ditch attempt to prove his heterosexuality, mm. he comes home and he puts on a, a self-help tape. Yeah. Which we don't see him buy, so I wonder if he st- if he already owned it. Like, which I've, I, like, is there part of him that already kind of had these doubts? Maybe, like, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, he puts on this self help cassette, mm-hmm. which is sentient. It seems it's just comedic. Yeah, no, this whole scene, this whole scene is absurd. But yeah, it yeah. seems like the self help tape is literally omniscient. Like, yeah. it, it, it's it's alive. Yeah, because it's like commenting on everything he does. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, are we a little teapot? <laughs> it makes him tuck his shirt halfway, which I agree looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it looks ridiculous with that shirt. Different yeah. different shirt, like, the scruffy look can work. Okay, okay. But no, that shirt just looks terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, th- again, this, this is a very stereotypical scene, but I did find it. It just, it gets away with it because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes him repeat sense, you know, yo, yeah. hey there, what a fabulous window dressing. That was a trick. <laughs> <laughs> What a fabulous window dressing. <laughs> You're in a bar room. Okay. Repeat after me. Yo. Yo. Hot damn. Hot damn. What a fabulous window treatment. What a fabulous that window treatment. That was your trick. Oh! Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so he, he tries to listen to this tape, but he can't resist the law of the dance. It plays um, I Will Survive by Yeah, Diana and, and says so like, don't dance to this. Yeah. Don't, whatever you do, don't, whatever you do, feel the rhythm coming through you and, and move your hips to this music. Which of course he, he does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Klein, very good dancer. Or maybe he can do one dance for two minutes. Sure, but he did it well. I enjoyed him shaking his little bum to yeah. uh, I Will Survive. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, so yeah, he fails at that, but he still goes to the wedding regardless. Um, the day of the wedding arrives, He's there. Well, Joan Cusack's getting fitted for the the dress, and then and then she walks down the aisle. Mm-hmm. They meet at the aisle, and then as they're doing the vows, the I do moment, and it's a classic, you know, take v Rachel moment mm-hmm. at the point where he has to say I do, and again, fabulous face acting. Like yeah. when, when the vows being read out, and you can see the, all the conflict in his face, where mm-hmm. he's just kind of like realizing, oh god, oh god, I'm in too deep, I'm in too deep. This mm-hmm. is the this is the moment, mm-hmm. and then at the end of it, he. Rather than say I do, he comes out. He says I'm gay. Yeah, and you know, everybody's shocked. Shocked, but but also a lot Sh- of people aren't shocked. A lot of people aren't shocked, but yeah, his <laughs> mum his mum tries like he's saying he's having a wonderful day. <laughs> Actually, I loved the bit with uh, Joan Cusack and the little bridesmaid girl mm. when she's like, because he says I'm gay and she says what, yeah. and the little girl goes he's gay. I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> that little girl as well in the when she's getting fitted for the dress as well. Mm. Like she says, My mom says it'll never last. Yeah. Your mom's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Reynolds savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loved all that. So yeah, so she storms out, obviously she she runs down the aisle, she's heartbroken. Mm-hmm. They have a kind of a heart to heart backstage mm-hmm. or you know whatever you call that uh, yeah. I don't know but yeah in a private room yeah yeah you know he's very apologetic and she's like was there any other time you could have told me about this you got to compression going really good you just have to shout a lot really yeah yeah. she's very like high volume kind very of nasal very nasal very high volume but it's fun it's funny but yeah so she's very upset understandably so she storms out again like does anybody know how many times I had to watch Funny Lady <laughs> it was a sequel <laughs> fuck <laughs> Barbara Streisand and you <laughs> and then there's a fabulous visual of her like storming into the car this tiny mm-hmm. little car in her giant voluminous dress mm-hmm. trying to put the seatbelt on mm-hmm. great and she just drives off in a rage yeah Howard is also fired like, he's heartbroken mm-hmm. the wedding's off he also gets fired by the school at the mm-hmm. same time very cruel there's this little scene with Debbie Reynolds where she's sat around with all the other old ladies like and she's like they're all comforting her and they decide to have like a circle of truth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rather than trying to hide things. And they're like, uh, all this, it starts off very innocuous, like these Rice Krispie treats are a dead woman's recipe. Or, <laughs> I hated the bridges of Madison County. My husband has free testicles. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one about? I know, it was great. <laughs> and they always have this like, they just have a laugh about it. It's funny. But uh, in the meantime, um, news of the wedding disaster, mm. Tom Selleck has his news report. So that news report goes out and it's seen by Matt Dillon the mm-hmm. Cameron Drake the movie star he's yeah. not been in the movie up to this point apart from the very beginning mm. but he's he, he sees the report on TV from Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, and he vows to go back to Greenleaf the little town and mm-hmm. make amends so he kind of with his uh, supermodel girlfriend they fly back to mm-hmm. try and make amends and save clearly the day. that day yeah I mean again the time frames are funny because this is the other thing Joan Q's the, the, it's mentioned that the wedding is at 9am yeah the wedding can't last more than 15 minutes before it all goes horribly wrong and Joan Cusack drives off. Yeah. When she stops driving, it's middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Was she just like all day? Did she drive like cross country? Maybe, yeah. Just like, know. just doing rage circles. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> Possibly. I would have liked that scene of her just being like, so just, angry. Just like touring the country looking for a man to sleep with her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but she ends up at a bar. So Joan yeah. Cusack, it's the middle of the night now on the same day. Mm-hmm. She's still in full wedding dress. She can't have gone that far, though, because she pulls into this, like, downtown bar, mm. and she's fully just, like, over it. She's like, give me straight vodka and mm. all the peanuts you can give me. Yeah. Know, I just want... <laughs> and so she's just, like, drinking and eating, and then Tom Selleck walks in and kind of sits down, mm. and then she recognises him as the guy from the TV, mm-hmm. and she tries to seduce him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I've got a wedding dress, I've been waiting for three years, just yeah. sleep with me. I don't care if you're married, just sleep with me. Yeah. And he's like, I can't, because I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get one of the probably the best like jokes of the film, <laughs> when it just cuts straight to the outdoor and she just comes running out in her wedding dress like, "Is everybody gay? Is this the Twilight Zone?" <laughs> so she runs into the road. She's like, "I need a heterosexual code red. Like, mm-hmm. I'll marry anybody." Mm-hmm. And uh, she almost gets run over by Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. He's driving down the freeway. Hit like she doesn't get hit, but like he pulls over. She yeah. collapses on his bonnet. She's crying and weeping, mm-hmm. and he recognizes her and he confesses that he always loved her mm-hmm. even before she lost all the weight she, mm-hmm. he had like he always thought she was beautiful and had a huge crush on her and they have a nice little moment together mm-hmm. gives her a happy ending I guess um, <laughs> well, well I mean, maybe she gives him a happy ending but I mean like it gives her character a happy ending yeah 
yeah, so that that happens, and then we cut to the next day, and it's graduation day because mm. everything is happening in this town this week. Yep, <laughs> it's like the Oscars, the wedding, and graduation. It's all in this one week period. The Oscars is like February. Who's graduating in February? Don't question it. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not really supposed to be there. He's technically barred because he's been fired. Mm-hmm. But his dad kind of has a heart to heart with him and says, "You know, you taught those kids. You you should absolutely be there." Mm. So he, can't, he goes, he walks on in the middle of the ceremony and he sits down on the stage and they just don't really acknowledge him. And then another teacher wins Teacher of the Year because he wasn't eligible because he's mm-hmm. no longer a teacher in the facility. Yeah. And then Matt Dillon crashes the graduation. He's mm-hmm. like, well, shouldn't you have won this? You're, the te- you're clearly everyone's favourite teacher. Mm. Which he is. He's like unrealistically popular with the kids. Yeah. Like, they love him. Yeah. Before he comes out, they absolutely adore him. Like, yeah. Much more than any English teacher I remember being. You know, well, it's because the majority of at least the, the male students in that school are very likely gay. Very probably, yeah. <laughs> That's the impression I was getting. No, no, as, absolutely. As all going yeah. along. Yeah, 100%, yeah. When they're all talking about homosexuality in a very sort of like, oh no, I, I, I definitely don't like it, no. Yeah, yeah. It's only acceptable in prison and in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just float into each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Matt Dillon kind of asks why Howard hasn't won the Best Teacher of the Year award and then... The head teacher kind of says, "Well, you know, he might be a bad influence on the kids. You know, that's why we we can't have him anymore because it, it, it's a bad influence on the kids." And then the kids have kind of an "I'm Spartacus" moment where they mm-hmm. all pretend that they must be gay because if they've had a gay teacher, that means they must be gay, and they kind of make yeah. fun of the whole concept. And the, all the kids just stand up and like, "I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm mm-hmm. gay." Uh, and then the, the whole community does it as well. His mm-hmm. parents, and mm-hmm. I mean, for nothing else, for this movie, the fact that this movie gives us Debbie Reynolds standing up and going. I'm Howard's mother, and I'm a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> by herself, worth the asking price for this film. <laughs> yeah. I'm Howard's mother, and I'm very proud of him. And I'm, I'm, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, so it's a heartwarming, um, yeah, little I'm Spartacus moment where everyone, the, the community accepts him, they love him. He still can't win Teacher of the Year because that's gone to someone else. So mm-hmm. instead, Matt Dillon just pulls out his Oscar mm-hmm. that he's had the whole time for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. <laughs> Hands it to him. And Howard wins an Oscar. <laughs> Again. And the win- and the love of his community, yeah. which is more important. Yeah. Uh, and that's... And yeah. his job back? And he gets his... I guess he gets his job back. I hope so. Well, I guess... Because yeah, the- like at the end, he's dancing the Congo with the head teacher. Yeah, I feel like the, the, communi- <laughs> the community has spoken. And, he's- and I feel like even, even after that... I still wouldn't want the head teacher to come to my parents' renewing event. No, that head like, teacher's a horrible person. But yeah, I guess like, you fired me for being gay. I'm not yeah. dancing with you. Yeah. Again, different times. Like, the head yeah. teacher might have felt like his hands were tied. But... <gasps> but the head teacher was dancing. And that means, according to this, this film's rules, that he was he gay. He was as probably well. gay. You're right. Yeah, so that's probably what it was. Yeah. That's They're probably I'm... dating. Yeah. But yeah, and then the film kind of just ends there, really. Like, he's re accepted by the community. He gets his job back, we assume. I thought that it was kind of hinting that him and Tom Selleck got together. Well, I think that was the fake. I don't think they're supposed I, I, to be a couple. But... Yeah, I, I didn't like it. No, I, that's very much like, oh, because he's gay, because he's going to get Yeah, it's like, first. okay, just find the uh, the only other gay person yeah. in this film. Well, I think the point was that they were faking out, not necessarily that they were a couple, but it was like, oh, are they the married couple? Forgetting that that was illegal in the 90s. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, <laughs> but then uh, what it actually turns out to be is that uh, Debbie Reynolds, who obviously was the one who said she needed another wedding before she died, yeah. she's just renewing her vows with her husband. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's lovely. Yeah, she gets her happy ending they all get the happy endings mm-hmm. and the film just ends with the whole cast dancing to Macho Man which yeah. I think is a any film with the Wikipedia like plot summary the last mm-hmm. sentences the film ends with everybody dancing to Macho Man I think that's a great that, that's a fantastic way to end a film yeah so yeah and that's it that, literally the credits roll is the all dance to Macho Man it's 
It's like, okay, this film's done now. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It was a good I'm film. glad you enjoyed it. It is it's just isn't it just like a very light, delightful, easy watch? It's just yeah. it's entertaining. It's not gonna change your world. It's just a bit of fun, but it is it is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, very true. Um call through do some drinking games. Okay, do you wanna go first? Yeah, sure. So first up, drink for stereotypes. Yes, drink for dated gay stereotypes. This film yeah. has very many. Yes, but like yeah. I said, you know what? I can let it go. It was it's it was the time. It's funny, you know? mm-hmm. but yes, there's a lot of uh, gay men are they, their hands do this. They 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 have limp wrists and they mm-hmm. dance to disco music and they're obsessed with all the Barbra Streisand trivia and I mean some of that's <laughs> some <laughs> that's, that's all very. <laughs> I do not have a limp wrist. You got a lot of practice with that, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, no. Okay, yeah, so dated gay stereotypes, that's a good one. Uh, okay, drink every time Debbie Reynolds, as in the mom, is mm. savage AF. <laughs> I just love Your mum's an alcoholic. Your mum's an alcoholic, yeah. It's like heroin. Like, she's just, she's just fantastic. She's mm-hmm. very, very, mm-hmm. inst- she's not in it much, but she's... Very- she's got a bit of a darker side that's not quite out, is it? She Exactly, yeah. And I think it's great because Debbie Reynolds, like, she just looks like the sweetest, nicest grandma you could mm. possibly hope for. You know, she's yeah. got the grey hair and she's very pretty. and Yeah. Yeah. It made me sad again. I, I remembered how, you know, her and Carrie Fisher died in the same week. I was like, oh. Mm. Mm. But, you know, she's very funny lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely tell why Carrie Fisher was so funny. Clearly both very funny mm-hmm. women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, drink for the word gay. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot. Now that is a... That's a good one if you just really want to get hammered. Yeah. Especially yeah. <laughs> in that last scene. Like, oh, yeah. Sh- oh, God. Yeah, that, that would finish you off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a dangerous one. Well, mm-hmm. Okay. Drink for Streisand Shade. Oh, like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much in this movie. <laughs> like, we talked about the Bachelor Party scene and uh, the bit where Joan Cusack's like, you know, talking about, oh, I just pretended not to notice the Streisand thing. <laughs> What else is there? Uh, Tom Selleck's like, what's Streisand's eighth album? Call Me Barbara. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope Barbara Streisand saw this film and saw the funny side. Yeah. Uh, it's very affectionate. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you probably didn't notice this, but um, so at the very end of the film, when there's the big final I'm Spartacus bit, mm. when Cameron Drake gives Kevin Klein his Oscar mm. and like everyone's standing and cheering. Yeah. The band, like the, the school band starts playing uh, People, which is like one of Barbra Streisand's most famous songs. Oh, right. So I just love the idea that like they, they, just, they just had that ready. They just learned that. Cause, <laughs> clearly because he probably taught them it. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, drink for cameos. Oh, yes. This movie has a lot of celebrity cameos. Yeah. So obviously Glenn Close has quite a, a small but pivotal role as the Oscar mm-hmm. giver-outer. <laughs> the Oscar presenter the Oscar <laughs> presenter I really liked Whoopi Goldberg's little cameo because it, yeah. it really made me laugh because so it's at the Oscars it's like the red carpet and she mm. she's the obligatory star who's mm-hmm. like you know Whoopi who do you want to win oh Cameron Drake of course because everyone's Cameron mm. Drake the Matt Dillon character obviously he's supposed to be Brad meets Leo I would say at the time yeah but, but also a bit dumber Definitely dumber, yeah. yeah. But he's got like the peroxide blonde tips. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like a very Brad Pitt in the nineties yeah. kind of thing, yeah. But he's he is. I guess he is by today's standard. He'd be like what Timothee Chalamet is today. You know, it's like mm. everybody loves him. He's just this, yeah. this sensation, and all the girls are swooning and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. With the Oscars in the nineties, like the real life Oscars in the nineties, did they have a red carpet area at all? Because in this one, it just looked like he was just wading through paparazzi. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there was no space for him to move about or, like, you know, pose with a suit or anything. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know how much 
the film was accurate in that. But mm. I mean, there's the red carpet and there's the pre-red carpet where all the journos are. So maybe that's. Oh what yeah, are. I guess. Yeah. But even like in today's Oscars, where the journalists are and they're like, "Oh, it's Brad Pitt. Let's get Brad Pitt." Like, there's still loads of space around. Sure. It's a very select amount of journalists that are allowed in there. Yeah, I mean, I think they just yeah. I don't know, probably for the purposes of this film, they just had to shrink it down a little bit. Yeah, I guess just to show, like, he's popular. He's really popular. Yeah, everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. He's clear. Yeah. If, anyone else, if any of the other actors had won, it would have been a riot. Yeah. yeah. But I love how they get Whoopi whoop, on, and, mm. like, you know, who do you want to win? She's like, oh, yeah, that camera. And then they're talking to Whoopi, who is, you know, an Oscar winning actress in her own right, in the real world yeah. and in this film. And then, and then Cameron walks up and they're like, fuck off, Whoopi. Yeah. <laughs> they just they can't get rid of her fast enough. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Because Cameron's here. And but, he's that, the star. but that always happens, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's true. It's like, who's always. the biggest star? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's usually Glenn. <laughs> Go away, Glenn. <laughs> Meryl's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's yeah. behind you. <laughs> Glenn, get out of the way. You're blocking the shot. Oh, I would have loved a Meryl cameo in this. I would have just put the icing on the cake. Yeah. I also love the detail at the Oscars that in the crowd shots, uh, Cam's girlfriend is just smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to watch those 90s Oscars back was anyone like smoking at the Oscars like, mm. I can't imagine that was okay but... um, let's see drinking games um, drink whenever he does something camp yeah I had drink for wrist flailing he yeah. does again Kevin Klein he does, he does a lot of it Yeah, he does a lot of his wrist it's very good Like it, it, it's, it, I think his his hand is its own character in this movie Like mm. it's always going it's, yeah yeah. Definitely. I did like it when one of the shooters was like watch that wrist watch the wrist yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Smart, clever, totally decent human being. Mm-hmm. Gay. <laughs> yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, drink every time. This is another one that's probably going to get you hammered. Drink every time Joan Cusack raises her voice. Oh, God. <laughs> I love her, but all of her lines are delivered. Like, all her funny lines are delivered, like, at a screech. Like, yeah. I'm very fragile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, drink for anybody speculating about gay sex. Oh, yes, that's good to hear. Of which this film has none. No, like, and I'm not saying it should. This it would be weird if this film just had a random scene where Tom Selleck and Kevin Klein like had full on anal. Oh, but like, <laughs> it's not that kind of film. There's no. not going to be a peach scene in this movie. No. That's not what this no. film is. Oh my god, that fucking peach scene. <laughs> yeah, I've moved on from that. <laughs> forgotten. Yeah, sorry. But I mean, it is that, that is one film. One thing this film oh, gets. Oh god, up. that film was ridiculous. <laughs> So many uncomfortable blowjobs in it. There are a lot. Yeah, yeah. This is not that film. That's that's no. why you couldn't make this film today. But like, yeah, it, it is funny. Like to me, like that was one of the things this film was criticised for, or is criticised for a lot. Is that like, it's a very sexless gay character. Like you know, there's not there's one kiss, but there's no mm-hmm. like sense of like it. But I don't mind. It, it, like it's not it, like anyone it, else is it, having it sex in this film. Wouldn't really fit in the plot of this either. No, nobody's having sex in this film. It's it's a well, it's like, a light like, comedy. Well, like, he's not even. Openly gay to himself until like the last five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. No, I have no problem with it. It is what it is. What it is. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Does anybody here know how many times I've had to watch Funny Lady? It was a sequel. She was under contract. Fuck Barbara Streisand and you. Um. All right. Well, before we get on to sequels, listeners, if you have enjoyed this episode, which be honest you have come on yeah i feel this has been a good one then you know maybe you can say thank you to me and john by going to patreon.com slash beyond the box set where you can support us for as much or as little as you think we're worth 
Uh, if you do, you get a few bonus things. You get a bonus show where we review films that we normally see in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a few requests at the moment, but cinemas are coming back right soon. Yeah, I can't wait. No idea what we're going to see first, but I think everybody's, everything is coming out on the same day, so it's going to be a busy, busy day. Yeah, so the, it's, <laughs> what are the, it's Tenet and Mulan are the two? Are they the big two? Is or? Mulan coming out as well? They're the two I've heard of, right? but I mean, I'm sure there's others. Like, yeah, I've seen, I know they're coming out on the same day. I mean, there's a lot of them are like, what, is Wonder Woman 84 like next year now or something? Uh, no, I think that's just like in the autumn or something. I'm not too sure though. I did hear that Tenet's like three hours and something. I was like, oh god. Y- yeah. I mean, all Nolan films are long, but I was like, yeah, ease us in, guys. You know, first cinema <laughs> of the year. Don't don't hit us straight with Gone with the Wind. You know. Well, yeah, sure. Um, there is also a a Russell Crowe film. Oh Have you yeah. Seen the trailer for it. That the, yeah, isn't that the one that's been like touted for ages as like the first. Like, they pushed everything else back, but this one really wants to be the first one back or something. Oh, really? It doesn't look that good to be, like, no. you know, surely Tenet is, like, the big one to be the first back. Well, no, I think that's why it wants to be the first back, because it's not very good. Right. So, you know, like, yeah. the first the first film that you can watch yeah. may do very well, because there's no competition. Yeah. So I think that might be a factor. Okay, sure. I mean... What's it about? It seems to be about road rage. Okay. Very- where, where, where Russell Crowe is playing this guy in a very big car... Um, and uh, the main character, some woman I forget who, uh, just like I don't know, cuts him up or something without like being polite at all, mm-hmm. and then he just goes on a road rage against her, <laughs> and that's the film. Okay, and I think that he's he's gone proper method for it. He's put on loads of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued too. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like a good film. It doesn't yeah, look like sure. a good role. It looks very weird to go method on, yeah. but I'm. Um, I really do want to see it. No, I'm excited. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we review films like that. Um, <laughs> and others, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also, if you, if you become a Patreon, you get our exclusive Facebook group. You get extended versions of the main episode as well. Mm-hmm. You also get to advertise on a main episode if you if you feel like it. And also, if you feel that way inclined, you can guest on the main episode every now mm-hmm. and then. We have Patreon episodes every month-ish. Yeah. Where people come on, they uh, pick, pick a film for us, and yeah, obviously we do that film. You don't need a guest if you don't want to. All that is available at patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset. Indeed. Bonjour tout le monde, I'm Finn, and every Tuesday I host a podcast called Passport People, in which I talk to people from around the world about the places that matter to them. What is so special about each location? What makes each place tick? Where are they headed? To join us on our round-the-world trip, talking to a diverse range of fascinating people from an incredible variety of professional and cultural backgrounds, search for Passport People in Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, should we move on to some sequels? Mm -hmm. Uh, What have you got for me this week, then? Alright, so mine is called Out and In. Very good, very creative. Though. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> How did you find that? <laughs> so is this going to be about a gay man going into the closet? Uh, yes. Okay, great. Well, sorry, sorry I'm not. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no. Pre- I'm preempting you. Tell your story. Yeah. No, I've I've not really left any big reveals for this one. Okay, fine. Good, sure. <laughs> it's kind of easy to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we pick up at the start of. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race season thirteen. Oh, okay. Is that that's not happened yet, right? So this is a new season. Yeah, because we just finished season twelve. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, in, in real life. Cool. See, it's things like this, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, season thirteen, the uh-huh. unlucky, the unlucky season. Mm-hmm. 
13 queens walk into the workroom one by one. By the way, I'm picturing this as it's a film. It's, it's a film, okay, yeah. sure. It's not a season of RuPaul's Dragon. No, no it's, not, it's not a real season, it's a, it's a film. Okay. So yeah, 13 queens walk in and uh, they are all played uh, by... They're all played by previous winners of Drag Race, of real life Drag okay. Race. Okay, because the film is obviously it's an adaptation. Yeah, it, so. yeah. great. Um, what a great season. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But there's only been 12. Sure. And so there's one more person. Mm-hmm. Um, who's oh, gonna, I see. He, he's so gonna, you've got all the previous be... 12 winners yeah. and a new person. And a new person. Okay. Just have this one person who really stands out. Okay, know? I see. Right. And this queen is is going to be a gay queen who hasn't accepted the fact that they're actually, actually straight. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's going to be a drag queen mm-hmm. who has to pretend to be gay because yeah. the majority like, of drag queens yeah, are gay. Yeah, because like this film's like, okay, let's just pick a, a profession that somebody is straight in. Oh, that's any profession. Yeah. So for this, like, well, let's pick a thing where people are gay in. There's not, not many that are very exclusive drag queens, is it? That's good because there has actually that, that discussion has happened in RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, why why would you not have like a a straight drag queen? Then the, they do exist. So yeah, yeah okay, no, I like this. This is good. Yeah. Very modern. <laughs> it is I'm not being sure it is it's very okay, cool. sure. <laughs> no I was just thinking that's probably what in and out felt when it was doing it like oh gay that's very modern oh absolutely like literally very much so like this is one of like maybe three films in the 90s that were like mainstream hits that were about gays and we've watched the other two already <laughs> Philadelphia was that 90s uh, well we've not done that that's too depressing I don't think we will <laughs> no no that's a bit depressing no no I meant like comedies there's the, this, oh, okay. there's the birdcage and there's uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert mm-hmm. can't yeah. so yeah so yeah, basically they're not going to be very good at drag mm-hmm. um, because well they're a straight man, but right. but they do still believe that they're gay. Okay. For for whatever reason they've been brought up in a, in a very flamboyant lifestyle. And... So is this a bit like we just watched the Eurovision film with Will Ferrell? Is this like the Will Ferrell character where he like he's not very good at being a pop star, but he really believes in himself? Yeah, sure. And this is his dream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that works. Mm-hmm. So he's like the rank outside. Or, or, you know, these other twelve are like fabulous, glamorous drag queens. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the outsider because he's he might be like dedicated to it, but you, as you said, he's not a very talented at it. So mm. he's got to work harder. Okay. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, because they're not very good at it, they've got a very macho name. Mm-hmm. Um, what like Bruce? Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt. Yeah. Okay. Now you might you might ask who have I, who have I th- thought to cast for this? Okay. Well, I've got a potentially perfect casting. Yourself. No. Okay, so <laughs> it's better. Better. Okay, go on. Tom Cruise. Ooh. Okay. An aged drag queen. And yeah, maybe he's not playing it as such. But sure, yeah. But okay. I'd li- but I'd like to say that this film that I'm picturing is a bit of a passion project of, of Tom Cruise's. Sure. You where, know where, where, where he where he's doing a film about being straight. Yeah, that's it. Because I feel that Tom Cruise would do that kind of film. Because let's be honest. Yeah. No, he should. You know, it would be great. So if Tom Cruise... conscious of everything I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> Can't, only, only I can see, and I've made peace with that a while ago. Um, no, Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think it'd be good for Tom Cruise to play like a closeted gay guy. That'd be like actually quite fun because if he just acknowledged this thing that everyone like accuses him of, mm-hmm. accuses, you know, or you know, speculates about, yeah. I should say, then yeah, I think he'd be a lot. He'd be, he'd be able to be, you know, take the sting out of it a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, that I like the I like this idea a lot. Yeah, I bet Tom Cruise would be a good drag queen as well. Yeah, I think he would. He's short. He's got girlish proportions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically because Tom Cruise is so likable, slash mm-hmm. pays all the Scientology people to mm-hmm. force everyone to like him. Um, all the queens, they keep helping him out with his challenges. Yeah, you know, there's always that queen who just oh, he kind of relies on people yeah. to help. So he's 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 like the Shangela of this season. He's like he's I, not that gifted, but he's got the gift of the gab, and he's charismatic, yeah. and everyone likes him. Okay. I'd like to say that he never wins a challenge. 
but he also never uh, gets in the bottom two. He's he's safely coasting through the middle. Okay, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Sure. Do you want to try and uh, talk about some challenges that uh, that they might? Well, do? classic drag race chance. So there's going to be a sewing challenge where he has to come sure. up a dress. Anything with that? I don't know. You go. You know these things better. Than well, me. I'm just thinking about like, for a Tom Cruise type. So maybe because he's so short, mm-hmm. he does like a Thumbelina theme. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or a Tom Thumb theme. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, who, who would he do for a Snatch Game? For Snatch Game? Well, this is the question. Who would a drag queen played by Tom Cruise do for Snatch Game? Thinking yeah. of like Tom Cruise's physicality. like He's a very unique actor, isn't he? He is, yeah. I mean, it, we could do like an in-joke where he does Nicole Kidman. In ah, this, yeah. Because he's not actually Tom Cruise in this world. No, right? no, no Tom no. Cruise doesn't exist in this world. Mm. But maybe Nicole Kidman does. So he could do his own ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. Good work. Yeah, that works. That, that totally works. He could do like a racially insensitive Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> from Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that gets him in trouble. Like RuPaul laughs, but then there's backlash from the public because he's basically doing blackface. Totally, yeah. Yeah. There's options, there's options. Yeah. Um, do you want to go for any more challenges or shall I move on? Well, they're the main two. There's, I mean, what, what would you... Okay, lip, sync, lip sync for your life. If he, if he ever gets to that point, what would he lip sync to? Take my breath away. Danger from Zone. Oh, Highway to the Day. Yeah, we had the same thought, like yeah. Top Gun films. Yeah. yeah. You know, Danger Zone is better. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It could be like all the Tom Cruise references without him actually being Tom Cruise. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. Um, but either way, he makes it right through. Great. Yeah, he makes it to the top four um, without ever without ever winning a challenge. Mm. Um, so is he like the scrappy underdog who somehow makes, makes it to the end? Is that is not sort it's, of it's thing, arc. Yeah. 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 Just kind of goes by unnoticed. He's never the worst. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's only actually in the semi-final when people start to kind of, you know, put two and two together. Mm. And it's when a knocked-out queen, played by Sharon Needles, mm. um, is sashaying away that she says, This is bullshit! And you know why? It's because that bitch isn't a bitch at all. They're a straight man. He's been in. <gasps> oh, you brought the shade rattle. Oh. <laughs> You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> And so then, uh, for the next episode, for the live reunion and final, Mike Hunt has resigned from competing. So is Mike Hunt his drag name? Yeah. Okay, good. That's better. Yeah. Cool. He has resigned from competing, causing a lot of controversy and speculation he was actually disqualified. Oh, so he didn't finish the season. Okay. Well, yeah. But, you know, as, as a show of good faith, he is still invited to the re- reunion, okay. invited up on stage and everything. Oh, is he going to miss congeniality? And uh, during the during the union, reunion, where he gets his moment, RuPaul, under a lot of pressure to not look discriminatory at all, mm-hmm. says, So, Mike, let me ask this question on everybody's lips. Are you keeping a secret from the world? <laughs> and he says, Well, yes, Ru, I've been, I've been lying to myself. I've been lying to my fiancée, Latrice Royale. <laughs> I've been lying to you, the other queens, and the whole rest of the world. I'm... I'm... I'm a straight man. It's the hardest <sighs> thing in the world to admit. And the crowd erupts into applause. Oh, that's nice. Um, Rue puts a hand on his leg to show support, but he flinches and bats it away. Oh, because he's so... <laughs> he's so straight. Right, I was saying. Um, and, uh, yeah, after that moment comes the part of the night that everybody's been waiting for, the awards. Okay. Mike is sitting in his chair with his head slumped down, and as the Miss Congeniality Award comes up, and it goes to the Queen played by Tyra Banks. Wow, okay. Unlikely, but sure. Mm. Um, the winner of, of the season 13 award comes up. 
and it gets play, um, it goes to the queen played by Adore Delano or whoever wins season six, which I've not yet finished. Don't spoil it. Okay, I'll <laughs> it's not saying a word. <laughs> and for the first time in drag history, the late Michelle Visage Award for the best facade. <laughs> Goes to Mike Hunt. Oh wow! So Michelle Visage has died, mm-hmm. and um, okay, and the best facade—an interesting category. Facade is a lie. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, okay. Facade, facade. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, so he does win something. At least. He wins something. It's not—it's not even the Miss Congeniality Award. It's, it's like a the, new thing. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a new thing, especially for Mike Hunt. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so he, he wins his award and. Uh, he becomes part of the Drag Race royalty. And at that yeah. point, does Drag Race, do you think it becomes like a... It breaks down some barriers for more like straight people to compete if they want to? Yeah, maybe. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very inspirational. Bit of for a variety for it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've not got that far into it yet. I don't know if it's kind of drying up at, at, <laughs> by, se- by you, season 12. I'm sure you, your time will come. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Think, yeah. Very good. Do you have a title for that? Out and In. Out and In. It was Out and In. Sorry. Of yeah. course. Cool. Very, very good. Thanks. I like it. Okay, so my sequel? Yeah. Unlike yours, it is a direct sequel to the film. Okay. Uh, set obviously 20 years later mm-hmm. uh, to, to, you know, to mark the passage of time. So 20 years have passed and Howard, our main character, played by Kevin Klein, mm-hmm. is now, he, he's still living in Greenleaf, this beautiful Indiana town, this small mm-hmm. town, but he is now the principal of the high school. He's okay. moved up. He's now the principal. Still very much loved by the town. Still, you know, a pillar of the local community. Mm-hmm. As is Hollywood superstar Cameron Drake, mm-hmm. who ended up marrying Joan Cusack, because at the end of the original film, okay. they, you know, they had a little thing together. Yeah. They got married, moved out to LA, and she now writes and produces most of his movies. So they're like a, okay. they're like a power couple. Mm. You know, they're, they're a you know, celebrity Hollywood couple. Yeah. One day, so he's not seen them in a while, because they've been out in Hollywood ever since. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, all these years have passed. But one day, news hits the town that Cameron and Emily are making a film all about Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily actually calls up. I thought this this was already happening at the end of the film, or near the end of the film or something. Cameron, what was his name? The Cameron actor? Drake. Cameron Drake. Doesn't he get a call just like, do you want the rights to play this character? Or something like that. And I assumed that it was already about this. It was, so- it was like when the story was kicking off in the mainstream media and then he gets this call. Maybe I, I think I missed that, but it's possible. Mm. Well, that, that's what. Either it's, way, it's good idea. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I've ever stolen it subconsciously, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. But Emily calls up Howard and asks for his permission to like sign a release so that she can make the story of their life essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's very uncomfortable with that because he doesn't really. He's not really a person who wants to seek publicity. Mm-hmm. But also, he's even twenty years later, he still feels so guilty about jilting at the Oscar. Mm at the Oscars he, st- he still feels so guilty about jilting her at the altar mm-hmm. that he can't bring himself to ever turn her down so he, yeah. so he does give her permission to make this film mm-hmm. so she does and then a few months later the film comes out and it's about a closeted gay teacher in a small town who comes to terms with his sexuality after being outed at the Oscars mm-hmm. so and Cameron is now playing the role of Howard because yep. so, he's obviously 20 years older so he's now playing the Kevin Klein role and that could be like its own joke about how like it's still straight actors playing gay parts and oh how brave he is and everyone's like oh so brave mm-hmm. yeah. but anyway he stars in it the film comes out but when the film was released Howard watches it and realises that the film is not it's not a light comedy like the actual film in and out is mm. it's actually a very serious like Oscar baity drama mm-hmm. 
and it's all told from Emily's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a tragic story about a woman with low self-esteem who ends up engaged to a closeted gay man. Yeah. And how she like gives years of her life away to this doomed relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and it doesn't paint Howard in a very flattering light. It paints mm-hmm. him as like a liar and a coward and mm-hmm. you know it's all very much pro Emily in this mm. film. Even to the point where it implies that he was the one who always pressured her to lose weight because you know, that was mm-hmm. a whole plot line as well. Like it was that he made her feel like she wasn't good enough and so mm. she had to lose all this weight to make him happy and then he still jilted her. So it's really Emily working out her resentments in this film essentially. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't quite have this well at all. Uh, but the film is a big hit and it actually wins Cameron his second Oscar. All right. Uh, you know, for once again, if it was the second time around playing another gay man, mm-hmm. uh, he wins another Oscar for the role. So I was thinking like we could again have some funny scenes of like the Oscars where they'll show all the clips from the film and mm. maybe the part of Emily is played by a very serious Oscar actress like say Jessica Chastain or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all, like it's imagining the plot of this film, but it's incredibly like incredibly serious and incredibly like dramatic. So it's not in any way funny. Howard watches it and he's quite upset, you know. He feels like it paints him in a very bad light. Mm. And also, it makes him into a bit of a pariah around the town because suddenly, like, because ev- everyone's watching this film, obviously. Uh, right, yeah. And they all suddenly see this new side where they mm. think, well, actually, yeah, he screwed Emily over. Mm. He was a coward, you know. Especially, and especially uh, in the modern world, you know, it's 20 years have passed, you know, gay rights and have uh, mm-hmm. changed a lot as well. And you know, the whole the world has changed. And he's got all these young pupils now. And I was thinking, like, obviously, in the original film, he's got his students who, you know, worship him or whatever. Mm. But they're all, like, very stereotypical, like, straight kids or whatever. Yeah. Or, or poorly closeted kids, but whatever. Yeah. But I think, like, 20 years later, he's got all these kids now he's teaching who are, like, very, like, very modern, very millennial, very, like, gender fluid, and some of them are, like, identify as, like, non-binary and trans. Mm. All, everything. Like, they're, they're very... Mm. They're a lot more comfortable with sexuality than he, he ever was at their age, mm-hmm. or even when he was in his 40s. So. Yeah. And that makes them feel a bit resentful because it feels like he feels like they have it so much easier than he ever did. Mm. So all of these students who are very much, you know, very woke, they don't understand why he'd ever have lied about his sexuality. So they kind of judge him very harshly for that. They're mm-hmm. like, well, why would you ever lie to that poor woman and take her all the way to the altar when mm. clearly you were gay? And that makes him very bitter because he feels like they don't appreciate how much harder it was for him in his day when coming out was like this mm-hmm. momentous thing. Mm. So he's, you know, he's not happy about the way this film's turned out in the slightest, basically. He, he's very angry. The film comes out, it's successful, or, you know, the Oscars are won, all that mm-hmm. happens, and he just is very bitter. And then a few months later, Tom Selleck rocks up in town mm-hmm. from LA. Okay. He's still he's still working, you know, in LA in Hollywood. He's still very much like a Hollywood type. And he approaches Howard and explains that since this movie came out and became a huge success, mm. he now wants to do a follow up documentary about the real Howard Brackett. Right, okay. So he wants to tell the true story. And Howard's very unsure at first, but because the movie really painted him in such a bad light, he eventually reluctantly agrees because he hopes at least maybe this film will clear his name and tell his his side of the story. That's how Tom Selleck sells it to him. It's like, well, I'm going to tell your side of the story. Mm -hmm. So he kind of lures him in in that way. Mm. So then a lot of the film, I think, is going to follow him, Howard and Tom Selleck's character making this documentary about, you know, what really happened and about Howard's life now as a head teacher in this small town and Mm -hmm. in this new culture. And in the process of this documentary, because it involves interviewing a lot of the students, talking to them, as well as talking to Howard, Howard kind of realises that even though he's openly gay and has been for like 20 years, his students see him as a very conservative person. Mm. They perceive him as being quite conservative because he isn't very, you know, aware of what current teenagers and what young people 
struggle with like you know he doesn't really know what non-binary means mm, just, yeah for him it's like straight or gay he doesn't really think about the whole the, the grander scheme of things but so this documentary gives him an opportunity to kind of connect with his students and and realize that he's even though he's an openly gay man that doesn't mean that he doesn't have anything else to learn there's mm-hmm. actually still a lot of things he could learn to be yeah. a better more accepting and more tolerant person and so that teaches him an important life lesson so the documentary then, you know, it gets filmed and it ends with him giving this very impassioned speech to the camera, which will be like the big Oscar moment, I guess, mm-hmm. where he talks about, you know, how hard it was for him to hide his true self for all those years and how he feels about he lost so much time by, you know, being by hating himself and trying to be something he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, he now appreciates how important it is to be true to yourself and how glad he is that you can be honest with himself now. Mm-hmm. And that helps him to understand his students and also to understand Emily and why she's still so angry at him after all these years because she feels that he's... He, you know, he took a lot of time away from her and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the documentary comes out and it's very successful. You know, as documentaries go, you know, it's not like a blockbuster, but it's well received, it's well reviewed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it actually gets nominated the following year, another Oscars for best documentary feature. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So obviously Tom Selleck made it, so he gets mm. nominated. It's not Howard's mm. achievement, but Tom Selleck takes Howard to LA to attend the Oscars and to mm-hmm. help him promote the film. So I feel like this this could be the bit in tribute to the original film where we can have like cameos from current movie stars and mm. stuff you know yeah, yeah. he's mingling at the Oscar parties and stuff trying to promote his documentary he'll probably run into Whoopi at some point mm. you know? <laughs> fucking Glenn Close Glenn Close I'm sure yeah uh, but so yeah he goes to the Oscars with Tom Selleck he also runs into Emily at the ceremony maybe or at some party mm-hmm. and they it's the first time they've really spent time together since the wedding jilting thing yeah. so they apologize to each other and they, they make peace. They hug it out and they, 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 they just reconcile completely. You know, mm-hmm. he apologizes for how he treated her. She apologizes for making him look so bad in the doc, in the film she made. And they, they, they finally like reconcile their relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. And then at the ceremony, we end at the Oscars mm-hmm. where the Oscar for best documentary feature is awarded and who should step out to present the Oscar, mm-hmm. but Barbara Streisand. <laughs> So she walks out, you know, Howard's idol, the legend mm-hmm. herself, mm-hmm. presents the Oscar. Howard's film wins. Tom Selleck goes up. He drags Howard up with him, you mm-hmm. know, says, this is the man. This is the reason this film exists. Mm-hmm. So the film ends with Howard on stage with his, with the legendary Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. who hands him his Oscar and then, like, grabs him by the neck and whispers in his ear, I was not too old for Yentl. <laughs> and uh, then the credits roll. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets to, he gets to clear his name and meet his idol. Oh, I like yeah. it. So that was uh, in and out to Hollywood Howard. Why would Barbara Streisand say that to him? Maybe she watched because it. because because like one of the guys in his bachelor party said that a few years ago. Maybe Emily and included, he disagreed. <laughs> maybe Emily included that in her film. You know who knows? Maybe the Streisand thing was like a big feature in the film. Who knows? Mm, yeah, or maybe like the document- maybe, maybe like. In in her film, she she turned it around a little bit so that he was just a bit for everybody. And when like that that guy in the bachelor party says she was too old for Yentl, and he's like, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe he made him look bitchy. Yeah. Or maybe like the documentary <clears throat> included like some old footage, and maybe like one of the like his straight friends who threw the bachelor party was mm. video recording it. Yeah, but if that was the case, then Barbara Streisand would be like, you're right, I wasn't too old. Well, she could say that too. She like, you're right. Maybe that's what she says. Maybe she like gives mm. him a hug and says, you're right, I wasn't too old for Yentl. Mm. I know. I just want to have that little tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do it a number of ways. But yeah. yeah. Yes, that was Hollywood Howard. I like it. Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a few little listener submissions here. Excellent. Hit me. So first up from James Spooner, mm-hmm. um, I've got Inside Out. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's... But it's just literally this film from the from point it... of view of inter- inside his head. I can't remember if I ever pitched that for our Inside Out episode or if anyone else did. But yeah, I like that. Like, that could be like a really good follow up to Inside Out. Like, the same concept, but in the mm. mind of somebody who's like coming to terms with sexuality. Mm. It just adds a whole extra layer to like what those brain yeah. personalities are thinking. Yeah. Would you need to add like a, a sexual emotion or something? Or I don't think so. You could still just have fear and, you know disgust you know and just you know just wrestling with it it was confusion one of the emotions no it was it was joy sadness anger fear disgust yeah they could all play a part in coming out Mm. how how, how does confusion work in that world when all the emotions like when they're all fighting yeah they're fighting so yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. i can see that i think that'd be very good yeah Yeah, that, that, that works that works See, uh, Benjamin Hale says, in and out and shake it all about. In, out, shake it all about. Very good, yeah. Makes good sense. <laughs> Is that the, the next instalment in the Hokey Pokey cinematic universe? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I've got this week that's actually decent. That's not just like furiously in and furiously out. Oh, okay. Just the two. Okay, I have some as well. Uh, plenty of electric boogaloos. And of course, like of course, of course. So I have a few as well. John Coombs said, out and about. I mm-hmm. think we already had that one. Tom Brennan said, same universe, but completely different story, where it's occasionally referenced how bananas it was that anyone cared that he was gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a very much an of its time film. Sure. Mm-hmm. CJ Tutor, sorry, CJ Tour said, a straight English teacher is outed as gay, but is actually straight and becomes an icon for a small town that wishes to be more progressive. Mm-hmm. So that could be interesting. If like the same plot, but rather than him actually being a closet gay man, mm. he genuinely is straight. He's just like not stereotypical, you know? mm. and so he has to pretend to be gay, or or just like he still wants to marry this woman because he genuinely does love her. Mm. But no, yeah. but the town has decided that he's gay, and like he he doesn't know what to do. So it could be interesting, yeah. Yeah, I sense that one coming from me as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a dream on uh, John Manley said in and out escape from Pirates Cove yeah, okay sure. yeah. and over on Twitter Academy Queens at Academy underscore Queens said the sequel is Joan Cusack screaming fuck Kim Basinger <laughs> and, and she's rewarded the Oscar that she should have won to begin with because mm-hmm. that is when she was nominated for the Oscar yeah she lost to Kim Basinger for LA Confidential which we should definitely do it's a good film yeah sure um, but yes so that was uh, my listener submissions mm-hmm so thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you like. It really helps us to find new listeners. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm-hmm. And next week, Harry, it's a you pick. Yeah. How are you going to retaliate for this uh, that I just gave to you? Um, well, I have found an actor, John, okay. that it's a travesty we've not done a single film of theirs. Really? Not a single one? Mm-hmm. After three years? After three years. After, well, this is currently episode 176, I believe. I'm amazed in, in there's that. anyone major that we've not done, but sure. I, I I had to look through everything to make to make absolutely sure, but yeah, we haven't, and it's baffling. And if you want, we could do a whole season. Well, tell me the actor, tell me the film, and we'll see. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. What's the best way to do this? <laughs> I've got a sinking feeling, but okay. <laughs> I, I think you like this actor. Okay. So I'm going to do a film which the actor 
sung the theme tune for. Ooh, okay. Cat to... Guess. Is this a male actor? Yeah. He sang the theme tune, and he's also in the movie. Yeah. He's the star of the movie. Is he more known as an actor or a singer, or both? Both. Maybe he's more known as an actor, I think. Especially now, he's more known as an actor. Donnie Wahlberg? No, we've done Donnie Wahlberg. We, 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 sorry, Mark Wahlberg. We've done Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, we've also done Donnie Wahlberg. He was in Sixth Sense. Um, huh. Successful singer. He is a successful singer. Like, he's had hits, yeah. You could name a lot of his music. Me specifically, or just... Anybody could. <laughs> okay. Everybody JT? knows this person. No. Not Justin Timberlake, no. no. Two-time Oscar nominee. For acting? Mm. I'm going to kick myself, aren't I? Uh... He does all sorts of films. Good, bad, bad. serious, really fun, all sorts. He I can would... do everything, and he can do it well. Oh, so he's a proper star, then? Mm, yeah. Big star. A big star. Oh my god, who's a big star who acts and sings? Oh, Will Smith. No, we've done Will Smith, haven't we? No, we've not. We've never done a Will Smith we've film. We've never done a Will Smith film. That's insane. It is, isn't it? Okay, yeah. He's hit, in everything. Hit me with a Will Smith film. Wild Wild West. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, goody. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen this once quite a while ago, so I don't remember a lot about it. Okay. I'm pretty sure this will be something. You know what? You threw me with Singer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, well, well, you no said, shade. You, but, you, you yeah. said, "Is he a singer?" I, I, I couldn't really say. Well, he's a rapper. No, no, you're you right. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, you don't immediately think of Will Smith as a singer, but he's certainly. No. A, he's sung in Aladdin. He, he can't. Yeah, he. he I was going to say he, <laughs> We're in quotes. I was about to say he, he can sing, but what I meant was he he has sung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Wild Wild West has definitely been on my long list for a while. So yeah, very excited to talk about that. Would you like to make it a season of Will Smith? We could films? do a Will Smith season. I'm on board with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Mm. Let's do a season of Will Smith. Okay, great. Starting off with Wild Wild West. Yeah, which also co-stars Kevin Klein. Oh, does it? I didn't know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, fantastic. I was actually trying to find somebody who'd been in this film or something, and I was like, or oh, something that we just pitched. I'd like to do a Tom Cruise film. We've not done a Tom Cruise film for a while. Mm. Oh no, we literally did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, let's go back. Let's We've go. done a lot of Tom Cruise. Yeah. But Will Smith. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's mad we've not done a that's insane. I don't know how that's happened, but what <laughs> what better time to fix it? So yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Join us next week, listeners, for Wild Wild Wiki Wild West. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.